Welcome to Camp Dynasty. We made it. We made it. it we, we made it. This has been a long time in the works um, and really excited to get this project started. So basically, to just kick things off, I am Austin Korf. I will be one of your co-hosts, and I will also have with me Colin Barassa. What's up, Colin? Oh my goodness, this has been, like you said, a long time in the works. We're finally getting it off the ground. I, I couldn't be more excited. I, you, co-counselor, I think you mean. Co- thank you. Thank you so much for that. Yes, we, we are not your hosts. We are counselors here, and we are inviting all of our fellow counselors to join us. So what that all means, th- so th- this is Camp Dynasty. What Camp Dynasty is is a place for everybody to come together, every uh, counselor, if you will, to come together and and get and and get the conversation started about dynasty rookie prospects. That's what this is all about. Uh, we're both, you know, really intense dynasty players. Been playing the game for a long time. Also, super interested in the NFL draft. I've been scouting the NFL draft for over ten years, casually. Uh, and that obviously translates into Dynasty because one of the best parts about playing Dynasty is getting ready for the draft every year. So why not turn it into a year-long process at Camp Dynasty? That's what this is all about. We will be talking about our campers or your Dynasty rookie prospects. We're going to be spending an entire year with these guys. We're going to be getting to learn everything about them leading up to the different benchmarks that we have throughout the process the the nfl draft uh the the you know start of fantasy draft season um and also keeping tabs on them through college football so we're going to get to know these guys very very well and we're going to have a lot of fun with it along the way absolutely and I'm, i'm a little fresher to this than austin is but uh i've always been looking for a, a piece of content where, like, say last year, you're looking for stuff on on Traylon Burks, on Jahan Dotson, but it's still pretty early in the process. You're looking at the end of the season, say you're a rebuilding team, and you're trying to figure out what prospects to target, see if you, maybe you want to trade for a draft pick or two. And there's Hell just yeah. there's just a hole in content there. So. Austin and I would talk to each other. We're like, where where can we find this? And we're like, you know what? Let's just make it. And so here we are with Camp Dynasty. We're going to just create this content so other people don't have the same issues that we're having. Yeah, and that's exactly it. And and kind of the, the whole process behind it, I mean, why is it called Camp Dynasty? Why does it have to be, you know, counselors and campers? Because it's fun, man. Dynasty is supposed to be fun. And this, this process is designed to get the conversation around these players started and, and kind of keep the fun at the center of the game. We're, we're, we're going to have our, our tropes here, our sort of uh, rival camp across the pond, if you will. Uh, and that's the, that's the dynasty community where you need to learn advanced calculus just to play the game. <laughs> We are not uh, we are not statistical model people. We are not really even super analytical people. Um, we're gonna bring the numbers in when when they help paint the picture. Um, but but this is about you know this is about the players. This is about the conversations we're gonna have, and it's gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna we're gonna talk about these guys. We're gonna have different things kind of lined up um, to get the conversation going with some of these players. 
And it's just going to be, a, you know, college football is coming up here in, in a few weeks, and we're going to get to follow them all throughout the season. We're going to, you know, have previews each week on these are the games you got to catch. These are the guys that you need to watch. Here's the, you know, stay plugged in through the college football season, make it fun, get to really know these players so that by the time the season ends, we're coming up on the senior bowl in the combine. We're going to know these guys so damn well. It's just going to make the process even more exciting at those moments. So that's kind of what this is all about to generate that buzz, generate that conversation and and make it very fun along the way. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, if if you're one of the people that doesn't love college football and you think this might not be the place for you, if you're playing Dynasty, it's not about college football. It's about college football players and how they're going to translate into the NFL and whether you like them or not. I can tell you right now, I've never been a college football guy. But I've always wanted to know more about these players and diving in to these prospects, these campers, it's it's made me energized to just watch them. It's it's not about the product. It's not about who's playing who. It's about I get to turn on the Longhorns and see Bijan Robinson, my future 101 potentially. <laughs> so yeah, yep, yep. I know it's college football is is only a part of the process and and we're gonna you know we're gonna follow it but this isn't a college football news podcast this isn't an nfl news podcast we are focusing on these players the campers that we are going to be talking about week in and week out that is what the focus is here and colin and i are going to have these conversations all year long um and and hoping that uh you, you come along for the ride and and join in this is a it's a community experience where it's intentionally designed to be this sort of summer retreat where we just talk about the things that we love and that's, and that's dynasty and, uh, and, and draft prospects. So uh, I'm not going to waste too much more time talking about the logistics. We're going to, you know, this will be here every single week uh, and, and we'll kind of, you know, just along the way discuss kind of the, the different benchmarks that we are planning. Um, but I, I think it's it's going to be exciting. Like I said, we have college football coming up in about a month from now is first is the first kickoff weekend. So in between now and then we are going to talk about these players. We're going to get the conversation started immediately. So today we're going to be talking about our top five big board uh, for the 2023 season. Uh, remember, this is Dynasty Prospects. These are our campers. This is who we're talking about. Um, we're doing this with a non-Superflex lens. Um, but if you are a Superflex player, don't worry, because we're going to be talking about the quarterbacks too. We have positional ranking shows coming up over the next few weeks leading up to college football. So we start here with the big board. We get into the positions. Quarterback's going to be included. You're going to hear a lot about the quarterbacks, man. <laughs> you're going to hear a lot about the quarterbacks. You, you're tuning into draft podcasts and content you're going to hear a lot about them we're going to focus on some of the you know the running backs wide receivers we're going to have idps in there we're going to get all of that um so that you know you get everything you need uh all the way through the process I how does that sound colin i can't wait to get started i just <laughs> I, I oh man yeah quarterbacks let's, let's quarterbacks is is the one where it's like they get all the shine all the time okay we get it Super flex is cool. It makes the, the quarterbacks important. You're going to hear enough about Bryce Young and CJ Stroud from like national media sources, 
from ESPN, all that stuff. So you're looking at the deeper dive, like Austin said, into the positional groupings. So that, that that's what we'll be looking at. Hell yeah. So let's just get right into it, man. Let's Here do it. we go. Uh, campers, they're coming in for the 2023 year. Camp Dynasty is officially open. We're going to spend a lot of time with these players, like I said. I am already envisioning the emotional send-off a year from today when we close the chapter on 2023 and move on to the next class. So <laughs> let's get started because there are some really fun players this year. If you were, if you played Dynasty, if you're following the draft in 2022, there was a lot of conversation about you know what is, what is the quality of the class compared to the last few that we'd seen especially on the running back front, very thin, not the case this year, not the case at all. And so we're going to start top five big boards, initial summer scouting, big boards, disclaimer, haven't watched every single wide receiver, running back, quarterback, tight end prospect in the draft yet. But these are the guys that, you know, we were expecting to have a huge impact in the 2022 college football season leading up to draft season. Um, and guys that we've identified initially as, you know, potentially the top uh, campers, the top prospects for next year. So uh, let's start at number five. Colin, give me your number five for 2023. My number five is wide receiver out of Louisiana State University, Keishon Boutte, listed at six foot 190. Uh, this, this guy is a physical freak. He can run he is going to be their number one receiver undisputed uh he played really well in 2020 and then came back in 2021 was having a monster season before he went down with an ankle injury he's getting that seal of approval from lsu wearing number seven coming into this year going to be the captain of the team uh basically if you envision an x receiver this is the guy that you're thinking of he, he can make every contested catch uh, the routes aren't perfect, but that's why he's sitting at number five. But but yeah, this guy is a freak. He's at wide receiver wide receiver U in Louisiana State, and this is going to be uh, uh, hopefully a, a breakout season for Butte onto the national stage. Yeah, I mean this. You're talking a, a long. You know, we've developed a long history with these guys: Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. You know, a lot of top players coming out of LSU, and and Butte is certainly the next guy in line there. You watch him. I mean, he's young. Like he's he's real young. He's going to be, I think, among the top guys. I think he's the young. He will be the youngest wide receiver come draft time mm -hmm. so there's a ton of up untapped potential here as well he he's missed some time due to injury really hoping 2022 is the year we get a full season of Keishon Butte and it I think it, it could be absolutely dominant this guy is electric he's twitched up he's f so fast I think you know like you said route running might need a little bit of polish but He's got that bounce off of the brakes where he just creates so much separation because of his athleticism alone. I mean, he he dominates. He dominates in the SEC, and he's he's number three. He's number three Ooh, on my big board. I like so that. Just, <laughs> disclaimer See, there. As soon as I as soon as I watched him, I knew this was going to be one of your guys. <laughs> I was I was like, man, this this fits the the Corf mold right here. This is. Uh, if you you know if you know Austin you know that he likes his 
X receiver. Uh, this year is Drake London, 2022. He had T. Higgins before that. He's got DeAndre Hopkins. He's a big fan of Michael Thomas. It's like if they fit that mold, this is where they're sitting, and Kayshawn Butte fits that perfectly. And and Butte is smaller than those. Yeah, guys, he but definitely he plays. Is. He plays in a bigger way, he, and he, you know, I think there is. If we're if we're gonna talk about challenges for Butte, something that I want to see this year for sure. Can he play more physically? He's not, you know, he doesn't match physically with some of those guys that you said, but he fits that sort of outside mold. He does play quite a bit in the slot as well. Yeah. Um, but I want to see him play with more physicality, you know, get off of press coverage, use that athleticism and get around, you know, you can, he can burn anybody mm-hmm. and it's just a matter of matching that sort of physicality. We've seen players, you know, get to the NFL level that struggled with physicality, especially at the line of scrimmage. And it, it hasn't necessarily gone well for some of those guys. The, the first thing that comes to my mind is Jalen Rager, insane athlete not physical enough to handle tight coverage and to to play at the NFL level, and that's why we've seen him struggle. I think, you know, if, if we can see Butte kind of put it together and, and, and show off a little bit more physicality to go with his athleticism, he has a real chance, man, to, to even be the wide receiver one of this class. Yeah, and, and you see it, like, going up at the catch point. You see the flashes of him kind of putting his body out there and going up and getting it. And so, yeah, if he can add that into the actual route running part and getting off a of press, it's going to be pretty scary. And you could see another one of these LSU products jumping up the draft board. Yeah, we will be tuned in to LSU for sure this year, keeping tabs on Butte. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my number five here. Another SEC name, Alabama running back transfer Jameer Gibbs, coming over from Georgia Tech. He's transferring to Bama, one of the hottest names in the portal this year. I mean, Gibbs is a guy that he comes in at five, and that is just a testament to how strong the top end of this class is compared to last year. Jameer Gibbs is a guy that screams fantasy potential. Yep. He, he gets very, very involved in the passing game. Um, you know, the kind of guy that is, is going to be an absolute machine when you're talking about PPR um, and also has that explosiveness uh, to be a really, really, really effective runner at the NFL level as well. So I am. This is. There's a couple guys here on my list where we're going to talk about maybe they uh, they're switching spots a little bit. Gibbs is a guy really interested to see how he does in the SEC on Alabama, uh, and and if you know if he knocks it out of the park, he could easily climb this list. Yeah, so Gibbs is my number three. So we got those. There we go. Yeah. Uh, He, like you said, PPR machine. If you're in a PPR league, Gibbs is going to be a hot commodity. He's probably going to be ADP2 come uh, draft season. That's, That's how running backs work. The scarcity is there. But, yeah, Gibbs has the perfect size, 5'11", 200 pounds. You might want him to thicken up a little bit. But he's got wiggle. He he's not super shifty, but he can make people miss. It, it it's you know, and then the, the the passing game work. If if he flash it at at Georgia Tech, it's gonna shine at Alabama. So Gibbs is uh, 
a great prospect, and I think he's going to do e- way better at Alabama with all the talent surrounding him where you can't just key in on him as the best player on that offense, and, and he can kind of work off of Bryce Young and all of the other talent, especially the O-line talent in Alabama that they have year in and year out. He'll be able to actually pick apart holes. He has great vision and uh, make some stuff happen there. Yeah, and I like that, you said the wiggle part. I mean, he is very electric. He can he has so much burst and you talk about like inside zone just bursting through the gap, but he's not super wiggly. He's not a guy that's, you know, going to get in the open field and do crazy things like maybe someone else we're going to talk about later. <laughs> um and he's also not the most physical runner, but what he does as a cutback runner and as a receiver is so effective that uh, I I think he's going to be, you know, I don't, in terms of this running back class, trying to think about, you know, the NFL, like where, where can we think about these guys in terms of a draft projection? I mean, I think there's a handful of guys in this class that could be very, very solid second rounders. And I think Gibbs is, is one of those guys for sure. Absolutely. I mean, you you saw what happened in the 2022 draft where I, I'm not sure if – I know Brees Hall was a second-rounder. Uh, Kenneth Walker, I believe, was also a second-rounder. He was. Yeah, and I think that was it. Uh, if you James Cook. Oh, don't James, forget about the kid. <laughs> uh, apologies, uh, James Cook. But <laughs> what I was going to say is a guy like James Cook gets souped up and turns into Jameer Gibbs. And so I right. think that he's going to easily be a second round pick. Yeah. I'm sorry if you were drafting James cook late first, even mid for, I heard people drafting a mid first dynasty drafts. You're going to love this guy a lot. Yeah. You're going to love him. You shouldn't have been drafting James cook there <laughs> probably, but you definitely want to get, uh, you want to get a guy like Gibbs in that spot. Very similar, but Better. Yeah. But better like i said souped up souped up james yeah. Cook is, souped uh, up where we'll go i like that i like that all right number four we've got our five and threes out of the way respectively but how about number four for you so number four is a guy that's my type i could tell you that oh boy he's a oh wide, boy. wide receiver transferred to usc uh won the bolitnikoff award at Pitt last year jordan addison uh he if again, if you know me, <laughs> you know I like me a guy that can run a good route. And because uh, guess what, if you're open, it doesn't matter how how bad your quarterback is. It doesn't matter most things. If you're getting open, you're probably getting the ball. And that's exactly what Jordan Addison did last year. I had a hundred catches for almost sixteen hundred yards and seventeen touchdowns. Nuts season. Earned him the best wide receiver in the nation award. Uh, but basically this guy's a technician. He has breakaway speed. Uh, it kind of like Olave this year. He, he reminds me of him, except he's kind of a lankier. He can go up and get it a little better than him. I think he's a little better of a receiver than Olave, but that that's kind of, if, if I'm going for a comp, he, he's got that downfield speed, but he also can make every single catch and do every single route in the tree. He, he had a little less yards per catch than somebody else on this list because the run after catch ability isn't super good because he is slight of frame he's a pretty skinny guy 
He's six foot one seventy five. I mean, it's kind of reminiscent of Devontae Smith, who was like 5'11", 165. And so you you might see some some size concerns from people. Hey, doesn't bother me because if you're open, it doesn't matter if people are – if you're skinny because nobody can touch you if you're wide open. It's another guy, man. This is another guy. The transfer portal was wild, and we're going to get an opportunity. I mean, Jordan Anderson playing with Kenny Pickett last year, wins the Blitnikoff. Now he goes to USC, Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams. Like, This is going to be his moment to show that he's not only an elite college receiver, but that he's also an elite NFL wide receiver prospect. This is a guy that right now, like you said, I think the size is already – kind of in people's minds yep. a little bit generally i mean there's some really really talented receivers in this class and addison is is a guy that you know kind of in the in the national conversation falls behind a little bit so far i think he can erase that with another stellar season at usc this year and then you start talking about you know top 15 potential draft capital and things like that uh, i don't have him in my top five but obviously definitely a name to watch uh in for 2022 college season yeah i i was thinking given the the big season he had last year the pit loses their quarterback and their offensive coordinator so addison decides hey i'm going to the portal and finds usc i think it's a perfect match there i think he's good he has a chance to just pop with usc and if he proves all that uh he could move up a little more but i think he's gonna stay firmly as my wide receiver two based on who my wide receiver one is (laughs) spoilers we're gonna get into that baby (laughs) um all right well my number four going in a bit of a different direction i'm going another running back here i had gibbs at five i don't know if this is a hot take but my number four player is zach evans running back uh from tcu He, another guy transfer. So he'll be at Ole Miss this year. Another guy moving to the SEC. Zach Evans has a bit of an interesting history in terms of how he ended up at TCU. He was a five-star recruit who was getting, you know, offers from Georgia, Alabama, like all the top dogs. Drew out his recruitment so long that he actually missed the, the signing period. And he had to go to TCU basically by default. So when we talk about a guy from TCU, it's not necessarily what you'd think. This is a guy with five-star athleticism, with a huge pedigree, and now he's going to get an opportunity to prove it in the SEC. And this is this is going to be my player to watch this year, man. I'm, <laughs> I, I loved everything I saw from Zach Evans uh, based off of last year's tape. Not a ton of opportunity, but every time he got the ball, he was making major plays. He's got size. He's got speed. He's got vision. He he really does have almost a complete package as a running back. And I think with a, you know with a heavy SEC workload, he's going to put himself on the national spotlight. I mean, this is already a guy that he has that background, like I said, the name is going to get known this year uh, when he's running all over uh, for Ole Miss. And I think he's, you know, f- I have him at four right now, but I could definitely see this player climbing higher. 
Yeah, and running backs are always a, a sought-after commodity in Dynasty, and we're in desperate need of a youth movement in the running back rooms in fantasy football in general. Uh, and and Zach Evans, I mean, small small sample size, but seven yards per carry last year, it, it just an explosive runner, and so... If if we can see him do the same thing in the SEC, like you said, we we could be seeing him rise and rise and rise. And I, I like that number four spot. Uh, I'm a, a when I when I saw it's like TCU, uh, it's it's seven games, and then he's coming to Ole Miss. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna stay away from this for now. But I'm I'm excited to dive in and get to know Zach Evans more. But yeah, it's it's kind of the prototype size. Like you said before too, he's got the right size. And with, with this pop, he had over a hundred yards in all, but two of his games last year with TCU. And so now going to a bigger school with Ole Miss playing in the sec could be seeing a little more Zach Evans hype coming. Yeah, he's, he's the, he's the package. He's the prototype. I mean, this guy, like he's got the size, he's got the athleticism. I mean, he is a nightmare in the open field. He'll beat you with power. He'll beat you with a cut. He'll beat you. You know, he can catch passes. I'm telling you right now, man, I'm in love with this guy. <laughs> and I, I want to see him. I want to see him ball out this year in the SEC. Cause he's, I mean, I, I'm going to reserve any sort of like craziness, but like he's not, he's not our number one running back, but I think he might have first round sort of running back traits maybe not a first round pick sure. when it's all said and done sure. because of how things work but he's he's on that sort of level for me so our obviously we both have one other running back on our board do you mm-hmm. do you think we're in the with the 2023 draft class do you think we have three good running backs that are going to be going adp one two three I mean, I think so, probably. <laughs> I mean, well, it's one of those things where it's it's league dependent. Sure, right, right. right. So I think, yeah, if you're talking consensus yeah. ADP, yeah. I think these guys have that sort of potential. I mean, the the wide receiver one, which from what I've gathered, it seems like we're in agreement on that as well. Yep. Uh, he He feels pretty special to me. Maybe not, you know – maybe not Jamar Chase special, but like he's special. And I think he warrants a top three pick, but landing spots, obviously yeah, like got a said, lot, a lot of time a, to go until then a whole yeah, college lot, football season. Right. Oh yeah. You <laughs> might say an entire year yeah. until we have to decide all that, but no, it generally, yes. I think the running back talent is strong enough that if you missed out on one this year, like, I mean, you had two options basically. You had two options. You're not going to have two next year. You might have five next year. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's exciting. It's going to be an exciting year for these guys. A uh, lot of guys that I'm I'm excited to talk about when we do running backs in a few weeks, couple weeks. Um, all right. Well, number three, we we handled that. Yep. Which actually, yeah, that confirms we are in agreement on our top wide receiver and our top running back. The question is, do we have the same order? I'm guessing that we do. I think so. <laughs> Number two. Yeah, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Ohio State yep. wide receiver. Uh, this guy, six foot, 197, 
I mean, he's a yak machine. Plays way bigger than he is. He's got great hands. Every every catch is a hands catch. Uh, he's not the fastest guy in the world, but god damn, it doesn't matter. This He reminds me a lot of CeeDee Lamb, where it's get him the ball. Just get him the ball any way possible. He's going to make a play. Uh, he averaged 17 yards per catch last year on 95 catches. He, he was the best wide receiver on that team, and two wide receivers on that team went top 20 in the draft this year. And he was the best yep. wide receiver. There's, there's an interview of Olave Garrett Wilson and Jackson Smith and Jigba sitting in a room and they asked him, Oh, who's, who's the most athletic athletic guy here? And everybody's just like, yeah, it's easily JSN easily. This, he yeah. is a freak. If I've ever seen one, this is my wide receiver one pretty easily. I mean, if, you're looking for a guy that's a yak machine, which a lot of NFL teams are now that we've seen the AJ Browns, the Debo Samuels, where it's a guy that you just get the ball, get out of the way. And however they do is up to them. And Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to dominate. That's the thing. I mean, we're talking about two, the, our top two receivers, Butte and Smith and Jigba. I mean, Butte has that, long speed he's got the explosive athleticism smith and jigba is athletic as all hell but it's more technical he's he's a technician that's what he is he lives in the slot this is a slot player almost exclusively but he what he does in the slot is so overwhelming i mean he is he is just an absolute monster in terms of separating terms of getting open in the middle of the field and even over the middle of the field making contested catches i mean he's not afraid of traffic he's not the biggest guy in the world but he is not afraid to run across the middle of the field make contested catches and a a lot of times he's wide open because he's an elite route runner elite separator i mean i i i would be shocked if by the end of this season if Jackson Smith and Jigba is not still my wide receiver one based off of his body of work last year and the fact that he was playing, like you said, alongside two top 20 NFL talents, and now he is going to be the focal point. So it is only more opportunity for him to prove that he is, like you said, he might be the best guy in that entire room. Yeah, yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if we're looking at him being a top 10 NFL draft pick. Like oh, you yeah. saw Jamar Chase, you saw Drake London, where though I, I think Jackson Smith and Jigba is better than Drake London, and he went number nine. And so I, I think we're looking at one of these elite talents. You're gonna you're gonna hear, I think, a little bit with him about the speed. Yeah, I think you're going to hear about that because he doesn't have it. He doesn't have that long speed, but he is in the mold of the player that runs a 4-5-4 and wins everywhere on the field. He doesn't need to beat you with speed at all. It's not even part of his game. He's literally a monster uh, over the middle of the field running crossing routes. I mean, it's he, he does not need it. So when he runs in the 4-5s, in eight months, it's not going to matter at all. Yeah, that's why I brought up Drake London. <laughs> okay. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Also, drafted eighth 
number eighth, number I'm one sorry. here. Let's Not number nine. come on. Top eight pick, Drake London. Thank you. Love it. Yeah, he would have ran a four eight, so we're we're probably okay with the speed. Okay. Okay. All right. Smith and Jigba. Yeah. Monster. Excited to watch Ohio State, obviously, this year, but number one on both of our boards. It's not a surprise, no. but I'm excited to talk about oh this. It's been a long time in the making, and he's finally going to be draft eligible. It's Bijan Robinson, baby. Yeah, this uh, was a no-brainer. Uh, I I put him here just as a placeholder. I was like, yeah, Bijan one, Jackson <laughs> Smith and Jigba two, and then I was like, yeah, let me go watch all the tape. And then I came back. I was like, yeah, Bijan Robinson one, Jackson Smith and Jigba two. Uh, it's he's he puts the fear of God in a defensive coordinator's eyes. This is somebody that it when he runs, it looks like he's playing in third person. Because I don't know how he sees some of the holes that he gets. He his change of direction is nuts. He's six to foot in the ground. There's no wasted motion, and he's going by you. He can catch passes. He has side speed, burst. Uh, is he he drops passes every once in a while, but that's like the one of the very few negatives I found. Every once in a while, he'll he'll be a little feast or famine, kind of like Saquon, where he he wants that big play and he's hunting for it, and then he can get a couple of losses where he's trying to do a little too much in the backfield. But golly, this guy is incredible. There's a little Saquon in his game, isn't there? Yeah. You watch this player and you start thinking to yourself, "Wait a minute, where have I seen this before?" Uh-huh. And it's it's Saquon Barkley. I mean, he's not. He's not at that generational athlete level. I mean, like, he's going to be a great athlete. He's going to test exceptionally well. But Saquon, obviously, a little bit different. I'm not going to put him on that level. But when you watch Bijan Robinson, you get those glimpses of Saquon in his game with the with the drop step, burst up the field, make guys miss on a dime. You know, he, he does have a little bit of that home run syndrome where he's looking for the big plays quite a bit. Um, terms of negatives, I mean, pass blocking, it needs some help. Yeah. Uh, and you know, obviously when you talk about a guy like this with supreme athleticism and ability as a runner, you tend to kind of, you know, okay, well, he can't really pass block, but you want to make sure that he's not a liability on third down. And the good news is he can catch passes. So as long as you can get that pass blocking technique to where it needs to be, uh, he'll be fine to have a, you know, every down roll premier premier featured piece of an offense uh because of that athletic ability and i man the if you're not already ready to watch texas football i hope that we are now because this is going to be a special year this is i mean you're talking about a guy who this year 2022 he would have came out as a sophomore and he would have been the number one pick easily, 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 easily the number one pick. And he's going to be, I think he's going to be an easy number one again this year. Yep. I mean, I don't see anybody barring us, you know, obviously we don't want to have anybody getting hurt outside of injury. There's nothing stopping this guy from being the clear cut one-on-one. Yeah. This, this has been in the works for a long time. This was a uh, kind of, reminiscent of uh, Travis Etienne a couple years ago where he was the de facto 101 for a while and then he got overtaken. So we need to make sure we don't push that where it's like, oh, yeah, he's the 101. 
So uh, we're here to stand on the damn table in July. That's what we're here to do. You're right. And guess what? Bajan Robinson is going to be 101 for as long as he's being mildly productive because of his gifted style of play. And yeah. so, and, and Texas's offense is getting upgrades. Yeah. They weren't yep. great last year outside of Bijan. And so if they just make marginal improvements and there's a threat of them going play action where they have to honor the quarterback there, I think Arch Manning's going to be there if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he is, but they have another guy. Yeah. Uh, Quinn. Ewers. Ewers. That's right. be the, yep. Yeah, so they they have a passing game that the defense has to respect. So hopefully Bijan can get a little more off his plate so he can be more uh, efficient, uh, more efficient than 5.8 yards per carry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there it is. Top five big boards. Pretty similar. Pretty similar yep. overall. But, you know, that – Obviously, things can change. We're going to be getting into positional rankings over the next few weeks. Like I said, if you are a super flex player and you didn't like not hearing about the quarterbacks, you're going to hear about them next week. Yep. We're going to do our top five quarterbacks from the class. Uh, it's going to be better than 2022. I can. <laughs> that's a spoiler. I can promise yeah. you right now. Yeah. Um, so, so we'll get into those. Um, and then leading up, like I said, to week one of college football, we'll jump into kind of weekly analysis there, what games to watch, hand out some of our fun little stuff we have planned for each of these campers throughout the entire season. And, man, I'm just excited to keep it rolling. I'm so excited to, to get in with these guys. Yeah, I, I'm glad we're, we're finally in. And we're going to be doing this every week. I, I can't wait to deliver content. I can't wait to dive in deep on all of these guys, uh, starting with quarterbacks, which is a lot of fun this year. Um, and, yeah, we're going to see an uh, influx of talent coming in this 2023 class. So go uh, maybe if, if you're not feeling great about your roster this year, <laughs> make a move for a 2023 first because there's going to be talent throughout the whole first round. And you'll hear us covering them from now till next July. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Well, it's been fun. We'll be back next week. So thanks for stopping by Camp Dynasty and have a good week.